Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 37 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by the incredibly talented Andrew Houghton. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout Hello! Hi! That was kind to call me incredibly talented. I, I mean, it's true. Cool. It's true. <laughs> um, how have you been? We haven't really had a proper catch-up in like four months now. Yeah, it's been a while. It's... 2021 is absolutely flying away from us. It is. And I also like, I can't decide if I'm not achieving enough or if I'm like quite busy. Like, my, because so with everything kind of opening and then like not kind of opening, I feel like I've, I've finally stopped doing like kind of, I was working at like a COVID test site and in a nursery for ages. And now I'm finally at least back in a theater working yeah. in front of house, which is nice. So I feel like I've got to like a new chapter at least. It must be nice in England to have your theaters open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Fucking hurry up, Nicola. Like, genuinely, I'm, like, starting to get a bit sick of this shit now because there was 12,500 people in Hamden Stadium the other day to watch the football. Yes, there was. I am fucking fuming about it. Like, all of my, <laughs> all of my friends are football fans and, like, loads of my friends went to Wembley the other day for the England and Scotland match. Mm. And there was thousands upon thousands of people in the street. But legally... I can't go and see my mum and dad. That makes no sense. Oh. Hence why I said mm, legally, yeah. because I have seen them quite a few times. Well, yeah, I mean, if everyone's going to meet up for the football like that, then yeah. The weird thing is, though, like, me and all my friends can go out for dinner, but they can't come back to mine. It's just, yeah. So how how has life been now that you we're sort of getting back to normal? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it's... it's like it's nicer being yeah. having more freedom um i so i actually feel like i've been so kind of lucky throughout in that i because i've done like kind of jobs at like tesco and nurseries and the cover test sites like i i kind of fortunately kind of missed the kind of staying inside a lot kind of dynamic i've always had an excuse to go out to work yeah um which which i was really lucky to have and so nice to now do kind of like go out of the house for leisure stuff you know yeah like, it's like you know heather one of my best friends who i wrote the play with because we'll talk about that in a minute but we were really only seeing each other for like the whole thing because we were in a bubble and now it's nice to like see other people <laughs> like right? as much as i love heather i'm like i need like a two-week break from you <laughs> then <laughs> we've done a lot of time together <laughs> heather and i i would probably mark it that we have spent 90 percent of lockdown contacting each other whether it's not on Zoom, we're always texting, always emailing, always talking about the play that we've written. So it's it's really nice. And obviously we were being safe because we were still working together and things. Um, mm -hmm. So we weren't seeing other people, but it's really nice to like just see other people now. Yeah, a bit of variety. It's like a bit of a breakup with me and Heather, but we've got so much work still to do on our projects. So it's like, I'll, I'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role i think like the earliest thing i can think of or like the time that i was like because I'd, I'd said to my mum before i was like i want to i want to like go on stage and i want to like 
reenactor and she's like mm -hmm. okay sure honey uh, but like the first time she like believed me was it was like year five or six and at my primary school it was like no what it, there was like a scene or something that was something to do with midsummer night's dream and they'd written like a little song or something and i was thisby i was the guy who was you know cast as thisby yeah and it was like just this little like song rhyme thing where it's like isn't that is guy called bottom no bottom's the one who turns into like the donkey yeah but is he not in the show am i totally missing yeah, yeah 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 oh no no he's same show same show yeah and this it was just like that's really irritating me now that i can't remember the characters of midsummer night's dream yeah it was just like this little camp scene and like i just had to be like so over dramatic and like it was the first time I'd like sung solo on the stage as well. And it was just like, why is it always me who has to play Thisbe and all of the other girly parts? And isn't it weird when a woman wears a beard and then like, I suffer, which was really fun. <laughs> um, and like, it was just, I, oh, I was so nervous about it. And I like, it was so dramatic. Just been like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I did it. And then um, after that, I think my mom was like, okay. You managed to like actually do something on stage. You caught the bug. Like, yeah, yeah. And I started doing kind of extracurricular drama stuff uh, in Hull. Yeah. Was yeah. there a point, because obviously you've been to drama school and things, unlike me, you're a drama school graduate. Was there a point where you were sort of like, this could be my career? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I think honestly, it like I always had the drive that I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want yeah. to do. And I think it felt more like a reality the more that, um, my mum got on board. So then I distinctly remember like one time I was like, like, you know, bits and bobs, like I do things. And then she kind of be like, that was actually quite good. If you keep like doing like that level of stuff, like maybe I'll like take you more seriously. And then one time I'd seen a show in London and she just sat me down in the restaurant afterwards. And she just was like, if you want to do this, then I am behind you and I will support you. And then that was like a moment for me where I was like, oh, okay. So this thing that I really want to do, like, and like my mom's like backing me, like okay, yeah, yeah. Right, well, then I'm. Let's do it. Let's try at least. My dad wanted know? me to be a lawyer. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Bring out the argumentative side. Nah, like I just I'm not a lawyer. I fuck state. I mean, fuck staying in uni. I'm going back this year, so like <laughs> that that point is redundant. Um, but yeah, you. So you went to drama school. Um, where did you go? I went to GSA Guildford School of Acting. And so how was that? Like, because um, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Where are you actually from? I'm from Hull, just like in the north. From all East Yorkshire. Yes. You lost that um, accent pretty quickly then. Oh, so I, by the time I left Hull, I never really had it. Oh, that's a whole journey. So apparently <laughs> I had a really strong accent when I was like younger. And then when I started doing like acting and going to like extracurricular stuff, uh, my mum suddenly was like, you need to stop talking like a little posh boy because people are gonna bully you <laughs> um so then like i kind of i don't know i had picked up like speaking differently and then so when i left hull i was like i don't speak with a hull accent i don't even sound northern you've got a bit of and a northern to, twang but yeah I but you get to london because... and if you're not from the center of london you're from the north of england not just london nottingham i this is one of them. I tell this story all the time. I got to Nottingham and my first week, because that's where I did my first degree. And um, in the first like week, uh, I sat down in like my first lecture and the lecturer was like, you know, say hello to the person on your left and your right. And I was like, oh my God, okay. And then I spoke to this person and I was like, oh, and I'm from Hull, which is in the North. And he was like, mm, I can tell. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's so weird because um, 
I I didn't think I had a northern accent. Like people where I'm from wouldn't say I have like a really yeah. strong accent. And then he turned around and he went, oh, it gets worse than this. And I was like, okay. All right. Wow. Mate. That's a interesting introduction. Calm the fuck cool. down. The first <laughs> day. Like, what? I'm the same. Yeah. I grew up in um Sunderland. Um I, I grew up in Glasgow and then moved to Sunderland, but Sunderland was sort of like my teenage rebellious years so I, I had a pretty thick geordie accent for a while and then but then when you go to drama school and things they do say to you like learn to speak uh, this is going to offend so many people learn to speak properly no i know what you mean like um, you have to speak yeah. correct english i can't even remember what it's fucking called that's how good i am like proper english yeah. no it's like they say it like the way that you're supposed to speak grammatically correct it's not proper english because that's not like standard english standard english that one yeah and like so I've never really had an accent anyway, but when I sort of was leaving secondary school, I did pick up a pretty thick Geordie accent, which was a time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> an experience. Um, so we were talking about this and it, it's going to, the way that I've sort of planned this episode out, it's going to seem very upfront and <laughs> that sort of thing. But we were talking about, um, like I sent you a text saying, what do you want to talk about in the podcast? And you, you sent back this whole list and just the way that I've now listed this it's making me giggle because it literally says drama school one bullet point where did you go second bullet point imposter syndrome <laughs> like we are jumping right into the beginning of this i must have wrote this at the middle of the night or something i don't know um but yeah i i suffered with imposter syndrome and you mentioned it so you must have yes it's yes. fun isn't it fun oh i i was kind of relieved that everyone else had it because oh. suddenly like, it was the first week like the introduction week at gsa and they were like on the wednesday you're all gonna show your monologues that you did to get in and i was like i feel like i'm proving why i'm here okay this is terrifying um and i was like oh my god so i was freaking out about it and then, like, and apparently everyone else was because, yeah, like, as soon as we all addressed the elephant in the room that we were all like, I feel like I accidentally got in. Like, I feel like maybe I'm the accident one. With my audition, I also kind of felt like I had cheated my way in because in my, in one of my monologues, I actually just, like, forgot. I forgot the words and then I was like oh so then I just kind of started having like a panic attack in the middle of the monologue did you add a little bit no I, I got back on track but the thing is there was this whole moment like for about 20 seconds in the middle where I was like having a panic attack practically and that worked with the monologue and then like I got through it and I was done and then but then the thing is then they let me through to the afternoon but I always until I got there to GSA and I was like okay everyone's got imposter syndrome i was certain that i was like the only reason they like me is because they thought wow that bit in the middle was so <laughs> convincing and i was like oh but it wasn't acting like <laughs> i don't think real. i can act that well like that was genuine panic <laughs> what is your like craziest or funniest drama school story because we've all been in those rooms we all know shit goes down and it's like the weirdest stuff ever there are specific events, but honestly, there was just this one class, which was delightful. It was with um, Ian Ricketts, and he is just, oh, he's the sweetest old man. And he would just kind of tell us stories and do stuff. <laughs> and, like, he'd send us out. He'd be like, today we're going to go outside, and you're just going to pretend that you're like a three-year-old, and you're just, like, fascinated by everything you can see on the ground. But So it was, like, just such a, a weird class, but a delightful yeah. one. And I got picked to be, um, there was one, I think he was talking about, Listen, he was talking about one time he got like jumped, I think, and he got like beaten up. But he said that because he relaxed into it, 
like he didn't get like he didn't break any ribs or anything so he that was sounds about kinky. how to like no it's no, not kinky <laughs> however people thought it was kinky when he then was like andrew come up here i was like okay and then he like laid down in like a star on the floor and he was like okay get on top of me i was like what and he was like so get on top of me so like i put like my knees either side of his chest and then he was like pin my arms down i was like okay and then i was like so then i felt really bad as like a 23 year old like pinning this like 80 year old man to the ground and he was like now i'm gonna try and get up and i need you to like just keep me held down and so he was like wriggling and trying really hard to get up and i was like i feel really bad i feel really bad but then he just like stopped wriggling and he went see but then i think the thing was he was like if you take someone by surprise so then he stopped struggling and i think he caught me off guard and then he just like launched me off of him like i went flying and landed on the ground and he just like got back up and he was like see it's actually really easy to get someone off of you if you just kind of i can't remember what the lesson was meant to be i I don't understand what could be possibly (laughs) taught by that everyone afterwards was just like that was so funny because you looked so scared about hurting him and then he just like sent through you around the room that's the really (laughs) funny thing about drama school and obviously like i've got a lot of friends like pre going to drama school i'm the only person that's like involved in the the arts really and i always tell my friends like see when you're laughing at summer heights high and mr g's like doing his weird shit that is true that's what happens in a drama classroom like yeah that's why i'm not shocked and surprised like i remember i had to sit down with my tutor like a couple of weeks in because i just i wasn't necessarily maybe the most open at first i just like you know when you do like an exercise and then people be like wow that like really affected me in this way and and i was like i don't yeah and i was like i don't that did is that supposed to like i'm not sure like i don't come up with these things i don't say (laughs) these things so then i was like um i said to my tutor i was like oh like if i'm not like vocally expressing like ways that things have affected me like is that gonna like affect my grade and she was like no no it's fine like and we kind of had a chat about it but what made me laugh so much was my one of my best friends i love her to bits but in one of her final assessments like near the end of the year when it was like you know meeting on zoom and stuff yeah and one of the teachers feedback to her was she said something like um you know what sometimes when you um when you have like have some thoughts about an exercise you can just um you can just do some silent reflecting you don't need (laughs) to uh you don't need to vocalize it and that made me laugh so much (laughs) i feel like i have definitely been told that a few times but that that's the thing as well you become so quite close with your drama lecturers that they'll just say anything to you yeah i mean i loved i love my teachers like my lecturer called me a prick not long ago (laughs) like i was like true true um we're gonna move on now to a next segment and don't worry we'll come back to um drama school in a little bit um but if you were booked to do a one month run in a two-person show in the west end and you could pick anyone with no financial restraints to be your co-star who would you pick you know what i would love 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 to work with amelda staunton that is i've never thought love that yeah me and amelda staunton so excited to watch her in the crown oh yeah I mean, I said that about Olivia Coleman, and I still haven't watched it. So I'm such like a bad like to say that I'm involved in the arts. Like I'm really bad at not watching things. <laughs> like I, I restarted Friends for the hundredth time last night, and I'm watching Nine Hundred Two One Zero as well at the same time. I need like I feel like I've watched Nine Hundred Two One Zero, but I've also not because I, no way. Oh no, I have watched Nine Hundred Two One Zero. I thought you said Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, uh, I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> um. um 
they're different. They're very different shows. 90210 makes me depressed. I wish I was born a Beverly Hills brat. Do you? Like, <gasps> why couldn't I have been born in LA with a rich family? I can't even imagine what that's like. Because my parents went and like, they did like a little trip across America like two years ago. And they were like, yeah, um, Beverly Hills, like, we kind of like saw it from the outside. It seems pretty boring. I was like, well, that's because you didn't go inside. Like, no Beverly one's allowed Hills. inside, are they? Los Angeles is my favorite place in the world. I remember when I just I went to Rodale Drive and just watched people. Didn't I didn't have enough money to spend then on on anything on Rodale Drive. So yeah, let's talk about this is where we get off. It's how we met. You were um part of the rehearsed online reading of mine and Heather Spiden's new play, This Is Where We Get Off, which, I mean, plug alert, will be at the Webster's Theatre in Glasgow on the 21st of April, 2022. And you played the role of Lip. Did. How did you find the online process? Because I was talking to Heather about this yesterday. We have spent a lot of time together. We never met in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I thought it was pretty smooth, to be honest. I, re- I distinctly remember there was, like, one rehearsal where you just, like... I think there'd been some tech issues which weren't even like your fault. And you just like, you kind of freaked out. You're like, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. And then you messaged me afterwards. And you're like, that was, that was such a mess. It was so unprofessional. It was. I, was like, I remember exactly no, what happened. It was the, fine. My like, copy of the fine. script completely fucked up. And then I had done it twice. And me and Heather had spent six hours fixing this script for the rehearsed reading. Then it all just disappeared. And it was like on a rehearsal and I was like live on camera. And it was just the first time something majorly had went wrong. And I was like, I hate myself right now. But you were so harsh on yourself. I didn't speak to Heather for two days after that. Why? Because I was like, I'm so sorry. I've embarrassed us both. Oh, you're so sweet. Like, no, I just, like you're just a human. Things I just take pride in what I do and that shouldn't have went wrong. Like, and also you're giving me, like, I'm really conscious of taking people's time. Like, I'm just really conscious of that. And I was very aware that I was like, you've all turned up to do this and I have fucked this up. So we can't do this at the moment. So please bear with me. Like, that's just something that I like have to deal with myself because I need to get over it. Because if you didn't want to give your time up, you wouldn't have said yes. But I just have a massive thing with taking up people's time. And that was the whole thing. And I hated myself for about three hours after that rehearsal. It was horrible. I fucking never wanted to look at Zoom ever. (laughs) But I also like, we were like trying to do so many things at once. Like we were trying to take notes, direct, read out the stage directions. And then we were trying to like do the tech side of it as well. It was horrible. Like (laughs) wish I'd have got some more people involved because (laughs) it was stressful. It worked out on the night though. But yeah, the online process, was that the first sort of thing? Because obviously we were like, well, it wouldn't have been the first sort of thing I imagine because we were like a year and a half into the pandemic at that time. No, we were a year in. Oh yeah, Zoom Zoom could not phase me. I had to do my public production of Romeo and Juliet on Zoom. So like... I love that. Like that. Do you? Do you love that? I love Romeo and Juliet. I don't really love performing over Zoom. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I had to do yeah. an audition over Zoom the other day and it was horrible. Uh, it Like, I think we're just, like, I think I've got used to it now, at least. Like, I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. And... But then, genuinely, what did you think of the play? Oh, I enjoyed the play. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. I like the um, Sylvia, the grandma. Oh, my God. She is amazing like the the character and the person who we had like yeah oh, don't mention that it. they're coming back made it i'll edit that out but no i wasn't know. going to no i'm just double checking um yeah the the rehearsed reading was cast so perfectly 
so what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you very much for coming on and being part of the rehearsed reading, because obviously with the money that we raised for that, you donated your time for free. And um, obviously with the money that we've raised for that, we've been able to book a theater and things. And it's like the beginning of it all. Yes. And like my dreams are coming true. So thank yes. you very much for being a part of it and being one of the easiest to deal with. Oh, um, was I? Cool. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite feedback from the show and I still think about this in my daily life it's just the fact that you went your accent's like fine but the word the word condom like you say it condom and I was like do I like condom and then yeah. like you're like condom and yeah two syllables so even even in even in like daily life now I'm like condom, condom. <laughs> you were like condom why because that's my favorite line from the play is why the fuck is my grandma playing with condoms and you were like, why the fuck is my grandma playing with condoms? Yeah. I was like, oh, I, just like, because I've got is a northern ear. Is that? No, but I've got, I've got like a northern yeah. ear. And like, my thing will just be like, eh, it doesn't sound right. Whereas like, I would say, why the fuck is my grandma playing with condoms? Uh, I think like, it wasn't ever That's written in a right. rhythm, but it helps with the rhythm. Like me and Heather aren't smart enough to write yeah. shit in rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It, what did like what did you think of the play overall and how did you like the character and things because the character's a bit of a dick and i don't really like him i thought you did like him i did and then i remind and then i remembered that I, he's based on someone i know and i was like oh i don't like him anymore yeah i know you told me that he was um, my favorite person to write for like i loved writing his little quick one liners like i wrote a lot of lip stuff like cuz the way me I mean, and heather like write is we we write separately and then come together and edit together okay so it's really weird like we're never sat at the same table writing like we'll be like right we need to write this so we come up with an idea for the scene then we say right we're meeting again next week let's have a draft of this scene each and then we come back and we swap and then we're like i really like this bit from this place and this place and we just smash them together okay yeah it's a really weird way of writing but it has worked so far touch wood um but i i i loved right lip was my favorite character to write for but i can't stand the character no, I mean, like, he isn't someone that I would, like, spend time around, I don't think. I thought it was great when I got, when you cast me as Lip, and I was like, this is going to be a challenge. And, like, my friends were like, what is it? I was like, so it's like, he's like kind of like a bit of a fuckboy, like, ladies' man who wants to join the army. And, um, and they were like, how are you going to do that? I was like, well, I mean... I, I have at least studied acting. Like I can, <laughs> I can do it. Like it's just not like me, you know. Do you know what the um, the, the funny thing is? Um, and me and Heather both spoke about this. We didn't know you were gay off your audition tape. Like I was shocked. I was like, what? Well, when I came into the Zoom, I was like, hi. No, I I, I fucking searched for everyone on social media. <laughs> like I, I I backgrounded you all. I didn't background check. Is you my all. social media not gay enough? Do I need to improve it? No, I clocked it when I. But we watched the audition <laughs> tape first. We sat watching the audition tape and I found your social media and I was like, oh, he's gay. I was like, oh, okay. what? No, your audition <laughs> tape was really good. Um, Thanks. Well, obviously it was. You got cast. <laughs> God, this is chaotic. Um, but yeah, I, I hope if you can, you'll come and see the show. You can. Oh, yeah. It's in Glasgow, right? Yeah, you can critique the current lip. I'll write loads of notes and I'll pass them on to you. Yeah. As the originator of the, the role. I'm not the originator of the role. You were the first person to play lip. I thought there was someone before me. There was somebody cast in the rehearsed reading before you. 
and they dropped oh, but then out. Oh, the performance. Oh, no, okay. we, they obviously didn't. You did. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> it's only been performed <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, you are the first person that you originated the role. Is that the first role you've originated? Yeah, I guess. Have I ever? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So. Yeah. We're going to move on from this is where we get off now, even though that hopefully by the time this comes out, tickets will be on sale and you can get them from webstherstheatre.com and it's on the 21st of April at 7pm. But we're going to talk about your original play now. Oh, and we're going okay. from a what this is where we get off a six word title to a one word title. So you have a new one man play uh, called Naughty. I Dude, when did you start writing this? Because I, I, I literally saw the casting call and I was like, oh, he's writing? I didn't know he was a writer. Oh, I don't really consider myself to be a writer, except I somehow did this. And I'm proud of it, actually. Um, Because I just, I don't know. I, well, I, I read the scripts the other night, from it. what you sent, and because I auditioned for the show and I would like to know when you're going to offer me the role. Um, <laughs> but I, I genuinely thought it was a really good script. And it, it was one of those that was like, regardless of whether I get the part or not, I'm probably going to try and come and see it. And I've only read, what, two scenes? And they were like half a page each, something like that. I just thought it was funny. Oh, that's the thing. It is It is funny. It's The play starts funny, and then it just gets a bit I, I related to it, like, not in the sense of it was my drama teacher, but it was someone else. I related to it. Um, and it's on the 20th to the 22nd of August 2021 at the Etc. Theatre at the Camden Fringe. So what has that process been like writing your own show how involved are you in like booking the theater tech all that sort of stuff are you directing it i guess i am directing it because uh we're having like an invited kind of rehearsal where i'm getting a lot of people i trust to come and comment on it um but it's me and my producer um so i guess i am directing it um <laughs> <laughs> long story so, short uh, yes yeah yeah um and it's kind of been like quite collaborative. She's been so good at all of like paperwork and like writing up contracts and budgeting, all of that. Um, yeah, because I yeah, got the audition back like, the other day and it was like, it had all the information. And I was like, when I asked people to audition for my show, I literally sent them a copy and pasted email with just the <laughs> script and be like, can you record this for me? To be fair, I made that audition back. So oh, right. Okay. It's because she's kind of put, she put me in charge of, casting she was like you know exactly what you want i'm not sure why there's any point in me like getting you watched away. Um, you, you watched my audition yet yeah. or listen to it um i've kept up with all of the auditions that have come in yes do you want to give me some live feedback all of the auditions that have come in the deadline was yesterday yeah, shouldn't be any more coming so like... in <laughs> um how oh, what, yeah, do you think should... of, what do you think of my audition i can take it you can give me some live oh, feedback i, I feedback. liked it i liked it <laughs> like I listened to it and I was like I don't know why because I've never seen you act before so like I guess I was like I I don't know I was like what's it gonna be like what's it and then like I listened to it and I was like shit this boy can act thank you so, I, I mean yeah. it's my main focus in life <laughs> <laughs> but like glad you know, to like, I'm not totally wasting my time shut up okay I can rephrase that better you know like when like a friend is doing a performance and then yeah. like you're like oh god i need this to be like Decent. i need this to be good so i don't have to lie about it like when yeah, you got so friends and you're like the lighting was amazing <laughs> yeah i've had shows like that where i'm like what can i say um it mm, yeah i i witnessed it mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it it was it was something so yeah your your recording started playing and immediately i was like relieved i was like oh, because like 
you can add. I can just like genuinely like critique I mean, and like I figure out what I need take, to I can also take it if you like, <laughs> you can't act. I'd be like, what what fuck? like if you do turned around and said, this is completely not what I'm looking for. Like you don't need to worry because we're friends like mm-hmm. that. I can't, cause I'm very aware. I didn't cast you in my show again. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm very aware yeah. that there's people that are right for the show and there's logistically ways of doing it that are easier. So I'm very aware that you're not going to just be like, you yeah. Know, role but you were fabulous like if i'd done like i want actual feedback like that sort of thing like i don't want you to just be like because we're friends i've sort of got a pussy around him like because at the end of the day one of my life mottos is don't cross business with friends and i've done that massively with heather (laughs) heather's one of my best friends and we went into business together she's a producer of this podcast Because the show is self-proclaimed semi-autobiographical, I can never fucking say that word. Um, How did you initially feel about the concept of somewhat sharing your story with the world? Because it is sort of on the sort of personal side. I was trying to think of a way to word that there. Like it's a a very personal story. And obviously with theater and unless it's verbatim not of a not a hundred percent of it's going to be true there's going to be embellishments there's going to be things that you've toned down but still at the end of the day you've sort of come out and said this isn't fiction this is semi-autobiographical like how do you feel about sharing your story with the world um honestly i i was kind of scared to write it at first that that is true i was but i feel like i wasn't as held back as i people maybe think like because yeah. I don't know, like maybe it's gonna hit me, like when I actually put it on, uh, like when it gets to the day, I'm like, this is like really open. But like, should I tell I'm an open person anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm like, ah. Uh, I think yeah, there's a difference between being anywhere. open though, and then like sort of just letting out like it's. I was gonna say deep dark secret, but it's not really that, is it? It's just like like there's being open, and then there's being open. Yeah, I think I've. So I was speaking to someone um about it and they they were quite useful because they were like you know I was like should I feel guilt like there are people involved in the story and I've changed it enough like it's not obvious like will the person who it's about know that it's about them I expect so I you know like because even if other people can't tell I think the person yeah like would know and I was like I was talking about like guilt around it but then they were like ultimately like it is your story to tell too um so you know like i i've not had that many reservations about telling it Um, yeah and i i think something that i need to be really careful about is how i'm actually quite removed from it sometimes you just gotta say fuck it and throw caution to the wind and just run full speed exactly but some feedback that i've had um from like close friends is like when i I talk about the show or if i've like read them sex of it and they've just gone mm, okay you don't realize um how like heavy some of the things that you're saying are because you you're just like oh yeah yeah that's that like tick box like i've you know like that just is and they're like you the audience that, that just is but the audience let people breathe that's exactly what she said she was like make sure you let people breathe yeah which which i totally get this is where we get off is filled with some pretty fucking heavy topics and mm-hmm. there's some shit that goes down at the end 
but we had to sort of balance that with a lot of comedy. And I like, I tell people what the show's about. I'm like, it's about a family who live on a council state who haven't seen their maternal grandmother for 18 years. And she comes back and she's got dementia and she's trying to make wrongs and rights. And it's just a shit show. But saying that, it's a very funny show. And I always feel really weird adding that on at the end. But it was like, it had to be a way to balance it because if we wouldn't have balanced it, it would be a very depressing show. <laughs> like, wouldn't have been, like, there would have been no, no need for Philip or Lip if we wouldn't have balanced it with comedy. Yeah. Like, they, they could have got to fuck. Um, but yeah, so, like, it is autobiograph- uh, semi-autobiographical and that, so just, like, you got to throw caution to the wind sometimes and just say, fuck it. So the 20th to the 22nd of August, 2021 at the Etc. Theatre at, I've got it written down actually. Naughty is at Etc. Theatre at the Camden Fridge between the 20th and the 22nd of August, 2021. And tickets can be purchased from the Camden Fringe Festival box office. And the link to that will be in the show notes below. But we're going to play the drama school dropout game now. And it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And these are three stories. Uh, based around drama school acting all that jazz and they are sent in by our listeners and heather our producer your former director makes up the lie so there's two true and one lie so we're looking for the stage right i don't know either and i've got the answer in a little sealed envelope so we can play along together um i read these last night actually pretty funny so number one i was doing previews for a fringe show and my scene partner slapped me so hard in the eye that my contact lens fell out and i had to do the first half of the show only being able to see out of one eye Number two, I was doing a play in Manchester and I started hooking up with one of the boys in the cast while we were doing rehearsals. And at the opening night after party, he introduced me to his girlfriend who was pregnant. Oh, I hate him so much. Um, Number three, we were doing West Side Story for my last year of drama school and I had to shoot Tony. Only when the time came, I dropped my gun and knew that I didn't have time to get it. So I just used my hand. That All three of those are horrible. Yeah. Yeah, but I can also see all three of them happening. So this is hard. Yeah, sometimes there's like one that you don't want to be true and I don't really want the boy to be cheating on his girlfriend who's pregnant. Like how untrue is the... Like, can, can it be it that that is all... But like, okay, okay, okay. So it's like, maybe that happened, but there was no pregnancy. But no, okay. Fully, no, Heather, Heather makes it up. Okay, okay. I'm thinking, like, I really hope that he wasn't cheating on his girlfriend because cheating is shit. Yeah. Especially yeah. if your partner's pregnant. I mean, fuck you if that's true. Um, I mean, would you pick it up if it was your gut? Like, I'd probably just go because West Side Story isn't like Les Mis where it's timed to music, is it? I mean, I don't know if like the shooting sequence is timed to music. No, but it's not. Is it all sung through? I feel like I should know that. Like, I'm um, sure that you would have time to go and pick it up. And if you delayed the scene by a couple of seconds, it would be all right. It's not like Les Mis, where the orchestra play and things have to happen on certain notes of the music. Yeah, yeah. I'm I would say that the West Side Story one is is the fake one, yeah. That's what I'm saying, because you just pick up the gun. Like, that's one of the lessons you get taught. Like, if you all sit and stare at something, mm-hmm. it looks worse than just picking it up. Um, but we'll find out. I'm I'm gonna go for number three as well. I I I think that one's shit. Like you just pick it up. Mm. Oh, we're both wrong. Number one. Number one was the fake one. Yeah. So she didn't get slapped. I mean, can you slap a contact lens out of somebody's eye? I don't know. 
Well, that's the thing. You said that one. I was like, I swear I've heard this story before her. That's why I was like, that could happen. No, apparently it is shite. Stage shite. Um, but come to the end of the podcast now. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you on social media? So my Instagram is AR Houghton. And I think my Twitter is AR Houghton13. I mean, I don't follow you on Twitter, so I don't know. I should know. I'll follow you on Twitter. I'll put it in the show notes. And uh, you can follow Naughty underscore theatre on Instagram as well. And you can get tickets through the link in the bio. Please remember that Naughty is at the Etc. Theatre at the Camden Fringe Festival between the 20th and the 22nd of August 2021. And you can get your tickets from the link in the show notes below. Um, But thank you so much for coming on. It genuinely means the absolute world. And yeah, I'll let you get back to normal life. And we will have a proper catch up soon. Yes. And we can talk about all the shit that we can't talk about for millions of, well, not millions, millions of people. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, you made yourself laugh there. My ego. (laughs) Millions of people. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Um, Yeah, we can talk about um, all the shit that we can't talk about for the public. (laughs) Millions of people. Wow. <laughs> the lighting in my bedroom is making me look really wet red. <laughs> oh, I'm gone. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Jesus. Millions of people. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 37 completed. Thank you so much to Andrew for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps the podcast so much, and if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I will be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode, and I'll be chatting to Sammy Winwood from Emmerdale. And remember to check out Andrew's show Naughty at the Camden Fringe Festival. All of the links that you'll need will be in the show notes below. Have a lovely week and I'll see you again next time. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new. Drama school